702. Thanks for joining us, pile. Off to a bit of a rocky start this morning. We're like the Bucks, though. We're going to close strong. We're going to clear out. Yeah, rough, rough beginning. Yeah. Solid finish. Yep. Like, uh, what, TB12, two touchdown pass in the last, yeah. what, three minutes, two minutes? Yeah, 951 to 955 is going to be. Dynamite. We're going to kill it. Yeah. So, you know, just. We're going to close strong. I have every confidence. Okay, well, I'm. It's I'm, a rough start, you know. One of us is more confident yeah. than the other. Must the kick. You know, bad mesh, something. We'll, you know, we'll we'll work in some more metaphors as we go. Okay, along. well, sensational. So, um, yeah, we're we're working through some technical issues which mm-hmm. we've not had, haven't had in a while. I'll. To yeah, be they're fair, making up for it today, though. To be fair, we haven't uh, had a problem in a while, mm-hmm. but uh, well, if it can go wrong this morning, today is it will. <laughs> today is not that day. I always have the whiteboard. You know how many days yeah. on the job without an days accident? Without accident, yeah. We we've had a, a a decent stretch here. We haven't had any problems, and until today, restarted. Yep. Yeah. So. And, and I know what I know what the pile's saying. Number one, not my problem, guys. Right. <laughs> wow. That's your computers don't mm-hmm. work. Let's try oh. getting up at four thirty in the morning <laughs> okay. or whatever. Okay. We do. We we do. Well, then try getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Okay, well. You know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not down with that. No. no not, not at all. So, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, we'll talk with Mike Kruger. Guy used to do games yeah. with us years ago. Mike well, it's not the, fair to make them travel. Uh, it's only fair to make the Western Slope travel. Mike Kruger's going to join us at 8 o'clock this morning. The commissioner of the Colorado High School Activities Association. Yes, Chass's very own Michael Chiklis, the commission. <laughs> so he'll be joining us. Uh, a shout-out to to Gary Childress, former Palisade boys basketball coach. He's going into uh, the, the National High School Coaches Hall of Fame. So nice. congratulations to Gary Childress on that. He's been living over in the front range for a long time, was the coach at Grandview for a while after he coached it at Palisade. But um, Mike Kruger's going to join us in the program this morning. Wyatt Thompson, who had the call of the Kansas State Wildcats. Big win mm-hmm. over TCU in the Big 12 championship game. So we'll, he'll join us, get his thoughts about uh, that game and about uh, TCU's chances in the college football playoffs. So, And we'll talk some college basketball with him as well. So that's coming up this morning. Also give you a chance to play at Triple Player Records, Stadium Cinema on the program. Mike Rice, 850 KOA Broncos Radio Network will join us. We'll have pole dancing as well and Mav Day. So that's all uh, coming up throughout the course of the morning. So uh, text or call us, 970-242-1340. And um, got the Nuggets tonight. Yeah. Nuggets. nuggets uh, uh, Mavericks. Nuggets scoring off, uh, well, Joker against Mm -hmm. Luka tonight. Always a... Entertaining Third matchup. time in two weeks. Yeah. So, well, see, now Joker was not available the first one. Uh, yeah, the, I think he missed both. With yeah, the he was, I know he's out the, yeah, he's out the first one. And you're right. I think he might have missed the second one. So, finally get to see the the battle mm-hmm. between 
Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. Serbia and Slovenia. Exactly. So they'll be scoring off tonight. So we'll have that. uh, We'll talk about that coming up later on. And um, watch your phone calls. Your text is always on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. So we have a lot to get to on the program this morning. And uh, throughout the course of the week, by the way, we'll have uh, coverage of the Wildcat Invitational on Mm -hmm. Thursday. And uh, I know we're going to talk with Jeff Johnson, the new coach of uh, the Fruit of Monument Girls, uh, coming up on tomorrow's program. Mary Doan, they're off to a sensational start. Yeah, they are. Central Girls coach will join us on Thursday. So we're still uh, wrangling interviews with Sydney Brandon with Grand Junction High School mm-hmm. and uh, Don Baver with Palisade. Uh, though Palisade is not playing in the Wildcat. No. The other three schools are. Yeah. But uh, they're not. And also hopefully get uh, Steve Skiff on this week, Montrose coach. And uh, Kyle Crowder, the Delta Panthers, who had a really good year last year uh, in girls' basketball. So that's kind of part of the lineup this week as well. Thinking about maybe trying to track down uh, Chad Brown. Former yeah. buff, get, get Chad's his thoughts. thoughts on prime time. I know yesterday uh, the Broncos presser, that was like the first question to Nathaniel Hackett, was, you know, what do you think about Deion Sanders? <laughs> What do you think about maybe Dion replacing you? No, he I was just, probably very happy to answer that. question. He was thrilled to answer that question. I guess he met him when he was a kid, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a nice little softball. Yeah, to to open up the the presser yesterday. Right, De- New York media, Denver media is not sometimes. <laughs> going to take it easy on you today, yeah. Coach Hack. We're right out of the gate. We're not going to start smacking you around like a pinata. Hey, how about Dion? Something completely unrelated to your job. Let's, exactly. Let's ask him about it. Exactly. Yeah, Dion. Yeah. Now, let's, let's ask it. What do you think about Coach Prime? Nice Looking little that. slow pitch lofter. A- exactly. Yeah. So a bit of an Ephus pitch. <laughs> just you Got know some hard balls. Exactly. Down Broadway. There just for, one right down the middle. Yep. You know, like about mm-hmm. sixty-five miles an hour. Yeah. Like a change, just boop, yep. right down the middle. First question wasn't about you know kicking three field goals in four quarters. How they only scored, what was it, 13 points uh, in the third quarter all season, and Tom Brady scored right. 14 in six minutes last right. night. Exactly. So, um, because we're having some of these technical issues, and we need our crack IT guy yeah. to take a look at this. Do you got uh, maybe a little, little interview over there we could uh, perhaps uh, uh, I might be able to find something if you give me just a couple of minutes here. Sure. Let me see if I can't track anything down. And we have our conversation previously with Jeff Miller, retiring mm-hmm. Fruit of Monmouth assistant football coach. You know, I think that's floating around out there. So, yeah, if you give me about 30 seconds, I'll be able to find Okay. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll go ahead and this is because, okay, I'm just going to pull back the curtain. I can't play any audio out of here right now. So right. the normal open for what's happening, I do not have that for you. I don't have that either. That, but right that's open. Oh, that's I just okay. Went to the wrong screen. Just, I we're killing it you, this morning. You yeah. exactly. Yeah, literally killing it. We're roadkill. Things are dying. <laughs> so here. you work on on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Avalanche last night, um, they um, they lost to Philadelphia five to three. And I like the What's way the post. Happening? Thank you. I like a little the, late, but I it's got okay. It. I like the way the post put it. The Colorado Eagles lost to the Flyers five to three last night because it's been a, a host of. Of injuries for the Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, also, uh, he got dinged up last night. Um, he was, you know, the, he was on the ice last night. They um, they scored their first uh, goal via power play when Nathan McKinnon was on the ice. But uh, then 
Philadelphia went out and scored four consecutive goals last night. And so the Avs ended with a, a top line of Andrew Cogliano, Miko Rantanen, and Logan O'Connor because of all the injuries last night. I have no idea who that is. So it is rough right now for uh, for the Avalanche with, with all the injuries. Lose to uh, not a very good Flyers team last night by the score of 5-3. to three. Mentioned the Nuggets are in action tonight, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Nuggets still second in the Western Conference behind uh, Phoenix. And uh, the Nuggets and uh, Dallas Mavericks tonight, pregame at 6.30, tip-off at 7 for that one tonight on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Jason Kosminski will have that one for you tonight as the Nuggets score off against uh, the Mavericks. And actually, pardon me, the Nuggets have dropped to fourth in the standings in the Western Conference. They dropped from second to fourth with their 14-9 record. They're a game back of Memphis for third, and they're a game and a half back of uh, of New Orleans, who they lost to the other night for mm-hmm. the second spot right now in the Western Conference. And Phoenix off to a great start, 16-8 and eight on the season. So uh, the, the Suns have the... Uh, have the top spot right now in the Western Conference. All right, um, because we're trying to get some things figured out. Uh, you yeah. have, have we have our uh, old friend Jeffrey Miller. He retired as a longtime coach. He probably you know felt like giving it up ninety seven ninety eight when after you were there. I was the freshman <clears throat> on his freshman football team. Him and Tom Goff, but you know plugged away at it for another twenty some odd years, and he finally retired and we had him in and oddly enough the way this interview starts is essentially some of the problems we're having this morning just there's a lot of buttons you guys have a lot of buttons there's a lot of things to digest here there's a, yeah. there's I'm a noted studio. button pusher by the way yeah <laughs> yes you you are that yeah. you tend to be that way yeah there's a there's a lot of uh, moving pieces here there's it's a lot a, going on here there's a lot going on it's a it's a busy little little workshop we have here jeffrey yes it's a busy place so, we bring you in today because you and I, we've been friends for a long time. It's my show, so I can bring on whoever I want to bring on the show. That's right. Especially, especially when you say that. But I'm a reluctant dictator. Occasionally, <laughs> I get your input, but in a lot of cases, no. I, I don't really need your input. But, <laughs> but we're bringing Jeffrey on today because you're stepping down from coaching after, what, you said 1985 <laughs> when you were a what senior in high school yeah i coached my first team in third grade basketball team in 85 and i still got pictures of that year um and then just you know all the craziness a couple years in college took over a guy's program so he could go get his master's degree in Greeley, and um just picked and poked i was listening to talking about joe romano or you guys talking with joe romano earlier um, him and I, had a, we coached together a year. We had a great time at Palisade Baseball. And, um, and people don't think about yeah, Joe coached baseball for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. We we had a good time. We coached the outfielders together, and he was um, a pretty, you know, entertaining guy to coach with, to say the least. Good guy. So, like I said, you started, I mean, senior in high school, third grade, boys basketball, through everything you've done, coaching football, you're the head girls basketball coach at Fruita Monument for a while as well, so you get a chance to to be a, a varsity head coach. For you, I mean, after after what was a, an outstanding career at Palisade. You play to win. athletic standpoint, you played in the, the baseball team that went to the state championship game. Uh, what was it about 
coaching about maybe coaches you around then, Jeffrey, that made you go, yeah, this is what I think this is really what I want to do. I, I want to be an educator, but I really want to coach. What who was maybe the person or persons that kind of inspired you to have the kind of career you've had is the longevity you've had and, and to get into the whole business? Um, it goes back to um, the high school coaches I had. Um, Frank Woodburn, who just recently passed, um, you know, he was an icon out there, Palisade, and uh, Lou Rollenhagen was my football coach. He ended up being the principal later. Coach Pitton, Coach Mantlow, um, uh, Coach Lazier, probably yeah. as much as any, you know, he gave me my first um, coaching contract. Um, then once I got into it, kind of got looped in with uh, Jim Heaps and, and um, Danny Squibb at their basketball camps back in the 80s and uh, started working and refing and just kind of being around the game. And, um, but sports always kind of drew me back in. We're down Jeffrey Miller, who uh, coached his last high school football game as uh, Fruit of Monuments uh, defensive backs coach. I know we were talking earlier about – some of your players, guys like Kendall Teal that you've coached. And I can tell you, you got, I mean, you, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't step away from this with just, yep, no, no, no regrets, nothing. I mean, there's, I can tell this is hard when you've been around kids and, and you've, you've coached kids and you've seen them develop as, as players, but also as human beings, as young men, that that's such a rewarding thing to be able to do. That's gotta be just yeah. Really, really agonizing to walk away from. Especially from the point of view of being an assistant. If you have a good, really good head coach, which I do now and have had several um, in my career, they really let you take your position group and and run with them and bond with them. And Make it your own. Yeah, and you're the good cop, you know, a lot of times. Right. And um, they uh, um, – but stepping away from the kids is something you get used to because you do it every year. Right. Um, and it's not easy. And if it was easy, then it would be time to get out. Right. Um, but, uh, walking away from the road trips with Decker and coach Lopez and, you know, all those road trips coming back from Pueblo, getting in at four thirty in the morning or something crazy, um, with all the guys. So the coaches will be a big piece of that too. We're talking with uh fruto monument, uh, teacher and also, uh, assistant football coach, Jeffrey Miller, who, this is going to be it. This is your your last year coaching, but also teaching at Fruit of Monument as well. And you know, we talked about how it all started for you in in high school as a senior coaching third grade basketball, and that led to uh, all these years of coaching. You've seen a lot of change in terms of of I guess how to approach coaching student athletes. What's been the biggest challenge for you being a, a coach? For all these years, in a variety of sports, mostly football, though the the vast majority of your you know last what probably fifteen years or so as a football coach, Jeffrey, what's been the biggest change you've seen in terms of coaching young athletes? Um, you know, at the end of the day, they sign up to be there; they want to be there. So if you make your kid play football, you're doing something wrong because right. it's too hard; <laughs> it's too much of a commitment. But when the kids want to be there. Um, you do see things, you know, social media has had a big impact on my classroom, um, as well as coaching, um, not, not, not a great impact. No, not a good impact at all. And, um, the, uh, but the, you know, the P it always just boils down to, again, at the end of the day, I've had 
an opportunity to work underneath some really great guys. Um, and you know, they take a lot of the BS out of it. Like they intercept that. So right. I, as I got older, I just became a little more isolated from parent conflicts or things like that. Just a good guy to have around the staff that says, Hey, I've seen this before, you know, let's let this one ride out. This is, you know, um, so good advice being a good sounding board. Um, but yeah, the, the kids, you know, look at anywhere in the news, you know, everybody's mad at somebody and, you know, we walked off the field at Vista and we put a stinker out there. Um, that was not a good game for us. And, um, the, uh, you know, the fans were just all over the officials and you're sitting there going, we need high school officials. <laughs> stop it. Stop, stop it. Stop doing that. It wasn't worth 56 points. Okay. There was some calls that didn't go our way, but there weren't 56 points worth of them. So, um, you know, so that piece, you see a little more venom, I guess there. Um, but the kids are kids are kids. And, you know, when they come in, they want to play football. Um, and, you know, I've been blessed to have really hardworking kids. We're talking with Jeffrey Miller, who uh, is stepping down as a, a defensive backs coach at Fruit of Monument, retiring after the end of the season from uh, coaching and uh, teaching out at uh, Fruit of Monument High School. And I, I just like having you come in because, number one, I, I like to acknowledge the great work you've done as, as a teacher and, and also as a coach. I mean, the you know, I have a ton of respect for you, my friend, and what, what the, the way you've been able to shape young people's lives, not just the guys you coach on the football field, but also uh, I know a lot of people that have had you as a teacher and the impact you've had as a teacher as well. And so I, I do not want to leave that out as, as a very important part of what, what your career has been uh, as an educator and, and a coach here in the Valley. Yeah, again, I've been blessed to be in a great building with a really strong culture. Um, my current principal is the best one I've had. I guess that's easy to say about your boss, right? It's right. The greatest you ever had. Um, but, um, you know, just going back through – I think six head coaches I've worked for just in football alone. Um, you know, probably half dozen <laughs> or a little bit less than that in basketball and just worked for Dave Fox for those years in baseball. But um, the uh, just great mentors, good guys. You know, here's this young coach in 92 that wants to make a mark and be loud and um, and just great mentors along the way. All right, that's Fruit Monument assistant football coach Jeffrey Miller, who uh, retired after a very lengthy coaching career out at Fruit Monument. We appreciated uh, the time Jeffrey spent with us here a couple of weeks ago uh, on the program. And so we'll take a break. We think we have our technical issues fixed. And uh, Jeffrey, thanks for helping us fill this morning, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Via Memorex. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, talk more about the the Avs loss last night. Nuggets take on the Mavs tonight. Uh, Also, Monday night football last night. TB12. Never, Never count that guy out. Never count him out. Because last night, if you were, well... uh, yeah, unless it's triple zeros, he's not done. He's not done, and we saw that last night with the the Bucks rallying to beat uh, the Saints last night in Monday Night Football. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. You can text or call the show today, 970-242-1340. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. 
You're listening to The Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Welcome back, 724. Jim and the Buckeye Boy coming up next hour. Your chance to play Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. And uh, we'll also talk with uh, Chassis Commissioner Mike Kruger coming up at the top of next hour as well. Avalanche last night uh, taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. And it's it's a Flyers team that's, let's be honest, not, not particularly good Flyers team. They're, they're seventh right now. But they have all NHL and, players. Yeah, but they, they have all yeah National Hockey League caliber guys on their team. I mean, team. that's not fair. Uh, right, Flyers seventh in the Metropolitan Division, and last night the Avalanche losing in Philly by the score of five to three. We mentioned it. Uh, the Eagles. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. They pretty much the Eagles, it, yeah. Uh, because it is a lot of their, you know, that you know the AHL level guys that are playing right now for the Avalanche are certainly not the stars. When the top line last night, as I mentioned before, is Andrew Cogliano, Miko Rantanen, and Logan O'Connor. Miko, yes. Moose, yes. Two of those things are not like the other. Exactly. And I know that the feeling from Jared Bednar last night was Alexander Georgiev did not play his best hockey last night. Thought he gave up a couple of soft goals last night. Philadelphia lost nine of their last ten, by the way. Mm-hmm. They lost uh, Nathan McKinnon pretty early. That was unfortunate. With I have upper uh, body injury, yeah. I believe. I have some Bednar sound if you want it. Please. We're losing a guy a game right now, all impact players for us. I liked our first period a lot, actually. You know, it was uh, a little disheartening to come out of it down 2-1 because I thought we were doing some good things. Had a bunch of really good looks at the net. I thought their goalie was really good in the first and kind of gave them an opportunity to kind of get their footing um and then you lose mckinnon and things uh, you know get even thinner up front with the scoring and power plays obviously that had a huge impact on our negative impact on our power play which had um you know we did some good things to draw some penalties and we're skating and we're strong on some pucks but um didn't capitalize on the power play situations and, and he would have been a big difference maker for us there yeah carter hart played pretty well in between the pipes last night for the Flyers in that uh, win. Yeah. As, as like Colorado, right? Now, this is a – now McKinnon's out. Uh, when the guy rough, leading the way got benched three yeah. weeks ago, Alex Newhook scored twice last yeah. night. That means a lot of guys are out. <laughs> and hopefully in the case of Nathan McKinnon, it's, it's nothing serious and he'll be back on the ice soon. But uh, it is um, – yeah, it's uh, it, it, they are tapping into their minor league depth mm-hmm. right now. No doubt about that. How and, are the Eagles? That's my question. How are they doing? Are they they called our buddy Jackson over at River City see if he's got some guys or exactly because you know, they're got to be pretty tapped out. I, I would think so. As much as the you know the you know the, the Avalanche have had to like I said dig deep into their minor league system that you know the, the Colorado Eagles have to be. Uh, well, I'm going to look at the Eagles' standings right now. See how they're uh, how they're doing. Right now, the Eagles are currently leading in the Western Conference. Oh, uh, hey, with a look 14 and six record. Nice. So they're they're doing okay. Did they tra- are, do they have all NHLers down there? Is that where you know the the MIA guys are are at? 
winning in the AHL. I mean, they I conquered have. the NHL last year. So let's go down and win the AHL. Uh, WCHL and WHA, let's go win them all. Well, the, the Avalanche go from taking on one of the, the poorer teams in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. last night to being back home to take on the red-hot Boston Bruins tomorrow night right here on the team. That'll go well. Yeah. Pre-game at 6.30 for that one tomorrow night, by the way, with Connor McGahee, who will join us on tomorrow's program right around 8.40. So uh, the Avalanche right now, after the loss to uh, Philadelphia last night, uh, sit fourth in the Central Division at uh, 13-9-1 and behind the Wild, the Jets, and the Stars right now. So uh, the, ho- the hope is our, you, you ha- this happens now. It's mm-hmm. happening early in the season. Yeah. Get guys healthy, and you make your push when Landy's back and when you're a much healthier, healthier hockey team. Now, as far as their hardwood brethren, the Denver Nuggets, we, manage, we mentioned the Nuggets have slipped down in the Western Conference standings all the way to fourth with a 14-9 record. They get the, the Dallas Mavericks tonight, and uh, it's a TNT doubleheader, by the way, but we'll have the game here on the team with Jason Kosminski with pregame at 6.30 tonight. Part of the problem for the Nuggets right now has been really kind of always their problem. An inconsistent defensive basketball team. Yeah. That yeah, pretty uh, much. They're 26th in defense in the NBA. The only teams worse than the Nuggets right now defensively, Orlando, Houston, Detroit, and San Antonio. Those are not exactly title contender teams right there. And this really. continues to be a problem. And and here's something that's kind of an interesting note about Bruce Brown. Because Bruce Brown was, was brought in... Mm-hmm. To, to help the Nuggets perimeter defense. And and the thing that's kind of interesting, because you look at some of Brown's numbers, he's got a defensive rating of 116.9, but and he, you know, he's got, you know, got high block and steal percentages, but the Nuggets give up almost, they give up over seven points more per water possessions when he's on the floor. And so, that, I mean, the, the reason to get him was to improve the Nuggets defensively, but the Nugget, but the numbers are kind of saying that when he's on the floor, they 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 aren't nearly as good. Yeah, and I I don't I still don't quite know how to take basketball ratings like that. You know what I mean? Because right. there's so many ways to decipher this. There have been some moments where Bruce Brown's guy has gone minutes without points but the nuggets lose the advantage or see the hole get bigger right so i mean he's doing his job as 20 percent of the defense but the other four guys are letting the other four guys for the other team score points and then there's sometimes it's like wow bruce brown's a three and d guy and he's doing neither of those things right. tonight so I, I just don't know how to take ratings but Kind of the eye test is even inconsistent with Bruce Brown. Well, like I said, I mean his individual numbers are fine. Yeah, but the numbers when he's on the floor is, is not. They you know, particularly with the the starting uh, the other four starting players mm-hmm. has not been very good. And offensively, Nuggets have been great. They're they're fifth right now in offensive rating in the league. But as we mentioned, they're they're twenty sixth in their defensive rating. Yeah, and Jamal Murray looks. You know, every game that, that he plays looks more and more like the blue arrow of old. And, and so tonight we'll see what, what happens with the Nuggets scoring off against the Mavericks. And for the Mavericks, you know, they're, they're certainly a team that 
you know, it's it's about Luka Doncic, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the name that everybody everybody talks about when you talk about the Dallas Mavericks. And right now, the the Mavericks are, are twelve and eleven. They're ninth in the Western Conference, but they don't really. There's not a lot around him. There, other guys are not the, the the complimentary players are not being very complimentary at this point in time. No, not really, and it's hard for them sometimes to even get the ball <laughs> from Luka Doncic. Because if I was him, I wouldn't want to pass to any of these guys anyway. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie's a good little player, but there's a reason he's on, what, his third or fourth team yeah. right now? A former buff, right? Uh, I believe Deion Sanders even ran him into the transfer portal. Uh, you got Tim Hardaway Jr., also bounced around guy. You know, there's not a whole lot on that Maverick squad, and Luka's really the only one keeping them afloat night to night. Well, the, the guard play's been a problem. And uh, the the Mavericks waived former Nugget Faku Campazo recently, brought in Kimball Walker. I mean, a name that's been around mm-hmm. for a very long time. And when, and some of their their numbers are are very good. Dallas is ninth in offensive rating. They're eighth in defensive rating. So once again, the numbers are kind of well, wait a minute. They're they're twelve and eleven. It's not like they're a bad basketball team. They're above five hundred. Yeah, but those are numbers that. Kind of speak to a team that maybe should be better than one win above five hundred, right? You would think, yeah. The problem is they they're not very good defensively. I think I'm, I'm looking at their roster, their defensive rating of you know it's the points allowed per one hundred possessions. Right. There's only one guy that allows fewer points than possessions. And that's McKinley Wright, who averages one five minutes a game. You buff, yeah. He averages five minutes a game. Everybody else is. Like, even Luka, his points allowed per 100 possessions is 108. <laughs> so he's not locked out defensively. But they're but they're eighth in defensive rating. They're one of the few teams in the league. They're in the top ten in both offense I, and defensive so ratings. That's which, what I mean. Yeah. I have no idea how to take the ratings numbers. <laughs> right. It's because they're just, I can't, I just don't understand, right? It's like, wow, their defensive rating as a team looks good. Individually, they all kind of look bad. They all kind of look like they suck defensively, but as a team, you know, it's the same with Bruce Brown. It's like, wow, he's a big defensive guy. Well, the numbers don't really spell that out, but there's some nights where it's like, man, he's playing really good. I have no idea how to take rating, and I have no idea right. what you're going to get from the Mavericks. I have no idea what you're going to get night in, night out from the Nuggets, especially defensively. Um, Nikola Jokic at least has, has complimentary players around him. Jamal Murray... Aaron Gordon, MPJ, mm-hmm. Doncic just doesn't have that. And but it but it's startling that that they're a top ten team, both offensive and defensive rating, with with the fact that they don't have really anybody to help him. Right. And their and their guard play's not been very good, and so that's why Kimball Walker's there now. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a Nuggets and the Mavericks tonight. Uh, Jason Kosminski with the call pregame at six thirty for that one. Right here on the Team Sports Network. Wyatt Thompson coming up in just a little bit. You can always uh, reach out to us today if you've got some thoughts. Now that uh, it's kind of sunk in that uh, Deion Sanders is the new coach at the University of Colorado. We mentioned that uh, at the presser yesterday for Nathaniel Hackett, that was the first question he was asked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little softball question for Coach Hackett yesterday after another Broncos loss. And... And and just watching the press conference yesterday, it's still about well, you know, we're we're not good on third down. Um, 
you know, talked about how the, the defense gave up the late score. And the question was, are, are guys trying to play hero ball late in the game on the defensive side? And the feeling was, no, that was that was not the case. But once again, you can try, you can blame the defense all you want. They give up a 91-yard drive to a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. But your offense has to score more than nine points. Right. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with st- you. And I'll, I'll say the same thing. Just kind of a different capper on the same. You blame the defense all you want, and you'll be wrong. You know, I mean, yeah, if you wanted, okay, fine, but you still only scored nine points. They they held an NFL football team to a touchdown. And I know people that are blaming the defense are watching the Broncos and they're used to only seeing one touchdown per game from their team. But that's usually good when the other team holds you to a touchdown. Right. That's supposed to be good. When you hold a team with, to 10 points, you're supposed to win that you game. You should win that game. Oh, it, it shouldn't always be down to the defense right. having to come up with a stop at the end of the game to win a game where your offense goes out and poops down both legs every single game. Right. Or, hey, you really should make that that 63-yarder where he's kicking from the <laughs> other side of the field. He's less than halfway to the goalpost. And he's kicking it should... from the Atlantic Ocean off a yeah. ship. I should have made that. Having to knock crab cakes out of the way <laughs> so he can kick that ball. Come on, Brandon McManus. You should make that. What a jabroni that guy is. And and, and that's the ridiculous part of this. It's yeah. like, how how do you blame McManus for that? How do you blame the defense for that? So McManus is supposed to hit borderline NFL record field goals to win football games. Mm-hmm. The defense is supposed to come up. With you know, and and hold a team, you know, to, to ten points, they lose. But it's the defense's fault, yeah, because the offense can't get more than three Brandon McManus field goals. The problem is a mixture of spoiled and jaded, right? It's the defense has been good or too great for eight years now, and this is the expectation. This is the bare minimum of defenses go out and hold them to 10 points and Brandon McManus and Matt Prater before him they're used to the offense just barely getting inside the 40 and kicking field goals all afternoon and then you had Peyton Manning now you're back to Brandon McManus and kickers being your total offense and so you're a little spoiled that he's hitting a 58 yarder at altitude or hits a 54 yarder wherever and so you think that it's just kind of a gimme go stand at the 47 on the you know, your own side of the 50 and look right. at the goalpost on a football field and realize that unless you're on an NFL field, your goalposts are wider than what he's aiming at. Yeah. I, <laughs> and then, then have a go at it. They've now lost seven one-score games. They've lost seven one-score games because the offense is inept. Yeah, and coaching is bad. Coaching is bad. Quarterback play's been bad. Offensive line play's been bad. You know, I, I read where, where Dalton Reisner's unhappy, was disappointed, said, I think on, he was on, I believe, the fan, disappointed that the Broncos haven't already offered an extension. Well, you can, Dalton. You got to earn it, man. Hey, Dalton, I get it. You're you're the Colorado kid from Wiggins. I get it. Beef is what's for dinner. I, mm-hmm. I get it. They, the, the play of Dalton Reisner's not gotten better. 
It's regressed. It's regressed. And he's not – there's nobody on this offense right now that you can look at and be like, you know what, if we had 11 of those guys, we'd be a lot better. Not Reisner, not Glasgow, not Miners, Calvin Anderson, Tom Naylor, whoever's out there, none of them are like, you know what, if we had 10 more of those guys, we'd be all right. Everybody on that well, offense right now is either the ones who are like that are hurt – or there are none like that. Like, you can't tell me. It's like, man, if we had 10 more guys playing the way Russ is playing, we'd be all right. No. <laughs> no. None no, of the no. wide receivers. Their inconsistency, no. They they haven't landed on a tight end. Maybe maybe Greg Dulcich. Maybe. I think Dulcich is probably the He's g- the top he, of that list. He's the guy now. You know, but the five offensive linemen, no. Any of the backs, No. No, all those backs are going to be gone. Yeah, next year. So May, you know, maybe, 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 maybe Mike Boone, yeah. maybe, maybe Murray, but probably not. But there's nobody out there that's like, yeah, you know what? If we had ten more of those guys, especially Dalton Reisner. So I really don't know what he's all up in arms about. Yeah, he was. I was disappointed they have not offered me a contract. You'd be disappointed, yet. but you also have to realize it's your fault. I'm. I'm just thinking. Well, have you? Have you played well enough to deserve that? No. Nobody on the offensive line has. And that's part of the problem of this football team. It's not all of it, but it's an ongoing problem Mm -hmm. where you actually miss Garrett Bowles. That's where where this offensive line is right now. You miss Garrett Bowles. That's sad. That's not good. All right, 741. And it's time for Soundcheck. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, well, you may have heard Deion Sanders is the new head coach. What? what, what? Really? See you. Prime time. Now, we'll get to the sound here in a second. But apparently on uh, Altitude Sports Radio, there was something where Vic Lombardi lost some sort of bet, so he had to walk home from the studio. <laughs> and it was like a 16-mile walk or something like that, but good for Victor for paying off and going on the hike. 16-mile walk, wow. Something, something along those lines. Because uh, he he posted something mile 14 on uh, on his Twitter feed. He also walked part of it with Jeremy Bloom, former CU buff. Bloom tells Vic and the guys at Altitude that he called Rick George the day after Carl Durrell was fired and told him, make a run at Deion Sanders. Then he called Steve Smith, former NFL wide receiver, and made the connection between Rick George and Dion. So Jeremy Bloom, who's still the fastest human I've ever seen in my own two eyes, is the reason Dion told his players at Jackson State Saturday that he was headed to Boulder. Okay, down for the nitty-gritty. I know y'all been hearing the rumors and uh, everything that's been transpiring. And I'd like for y'all to hear it from me and not uh, from anyone else. In coaching, you get elevated or you get terminated. And it ain't no graveyard for coaches where they die at the place. It don't work like that. They either gonna run you off or you gonna walk off. I've chosen to accept the job elsewhere. Now, what I don't want you to do is thinking uh, something is better on the other side in regards to some of you, I would like to have the opportunity to meet with some of you so you don't go and jump in the portal and you die in the portal. I don't want that to happen 
because some of y'all thinking it's, it's simplistic like that and it's not. They're gonna call and they're gonna ask because that's what we've done for some of y'all when we were trying to acquire y'all. We called and we asked your coaches, anyone we knew, what kind of character, what is it? And I don't want you thinking since you have the Jackson State awards on you that people are just gonna flock to you and they're gonna lace you like that. This is uh, one of the best universities, I believe, certainly in FCS, um, that you could have an opportunity to play at because of all the bells and whistles and these particular things that we've brought here. And now he's at CU and telling players that <laughs> go in the portal because we're not going to keep you. And pretty much that uh, if you're hurt, you can rehab if you're going to be worth anything. And if you're not, then hit the road, Jack. Is that a change in tone from you yesterday? Because because yesterday it was that if you want to be here and you're committed, I want you to stay. But if you're not committed, then help yourself. There's the door. Yeah, it's it's a change from the if you're committed and willing to fight, I'll keep you to, I don't really want any of you here. I'm bringing in my own guys. That's kind of how it comes across to me a little bit. And still like the hire, but I'll be okay when all this transfer portal stuff dies down. And, you know, because I don't know how much better they're going to get because they're going to have complete, they're going to have essentially 85 new guys this year. For the most part, maybe not every single player, but the the feeling is, however many scholarships Dion wants, he's gonna have because the twenty commits that they had for the incoming class, they're down seven in thirty six hours. Now, I, I look. I, I think the way the message was delivered could have been better. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you straight up have guys saying that. CU has called me and told me they're not honoring my commitment. Which is... Not a great look. Which which is not a good look. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I'm fine with him saying, if you don't want to be here, then I don't want you here. Mm -hmm. I think that's understandable. That's fine. But I, I have a little bit of a problem with, you're already here. You were here before me, and I don't want you here. You're you're on You're a loser. Yeah. Like... Not even bothering to evaluate. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. That's wrong. That's wrong. All right, 746. And uh, Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, our college football insider, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. Touchdown every morning. Woo! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back to the Jim Davis Show. Buckeye and Jim with you here on a Tuesday. This is normally where we'd have Wyatt Thompson talk college football, college basketball. But, oh, those darned, or as Deion Sanders call them, darned, 
technical issues strike again. Her phone line is not working, so we're not going to be able to get Wyatt on at this particular moment. We hope we have the phone line working when we get to the top of the hour. We can talk to Chassa Commissioner Mike Kruger on uh, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast team phone line. You can still text in 970-242-1340. That is working. We go to Larry from Clifton. The complete fault goes to the offense, and that's it. The Broncos are wasting that defense completely. That is that's correct. I 100% agree with Larry. That is right on the money. Uh, we'll uh, we have a text from Jared. The Broncos are bad on first down too, which makes third down pretty tough. Yeah, when you're when you're down a distance, you're behind the chains, quote unquote, as they like to say. You're not going to be a very sufficient, very efficient offense. Uh, Robert, is the text line working? Give me team or give me death. Well, we're not going to give you the death, but you'll you'll get us in whatever manner we can provide it, and the text line is working. Dan texted us. He got in before the show this morning, and I used this stat earlier, Dan. I did not give you credit. My bad. Uh, Tom Brady scored more points in three minutes than the Broncos' offense has scored in third quarters all season, 14-13. to 13. I'm so sad. Yes, absolutely sad. Uh, Scott... Got in yesterday. We'll throw these uh, leftover texts in the microwave, soften them up a little bit. Morning, fellas. I'm glad you played that sound by the Coach Sanders explaining the expectation of his future players. I think there's a lot of critics who still see him as the, quote, in-your-face, unquote, arrogant player and do not realize that he has earned this next step through his coaching success. Exciting higher buffs. Uh, yeah. I still think it's exciting. I... Some of the things he does even rubs me the wrong way, but that doesn't mean I'm going to turn around and say, yeah, you know what? I don't like it. It's just because it may not be how I handle it or would want it to be handled for me doesn't mean that's not the way it needs to be done. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things. Back to the team text line. This uh, from yesterday, I believe we didn't get to Tom's. The culture will change at CU, and let's face it, any change in that program is a huge plus. And I think we got to Tom, the other Tom text from yesterday. We have a uh, leftover good, the bad, the ugly. Got a little bit of a film on it, kind of like gravy that you leave on the stove, but we'll warm it up a little bit and, you know, stir it up. This is from Dylan. The good, Sanders at CU, the bad, the abs. Yeah, yeah. Ugly, the Broncos. Really frustrating when the team wins the turnover battle and can't score at least one touchdown. Dylan, totally agree with you there. All right, so text or call us today. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. We go from our own, our own the good, the bad, the ugly yeah. today to computer problems to now phones mm-hmm. that don't work. Yes. And um, Hey, text line's working, though. Text line's working, so you can text in. But uh, if you're going to try to call in, you're out of luck. And so Wyatt Thompson, unfortunately, we... Um, Aren't able to... Yeah, I just talked to Wyatt. And so we had Mike Kruger lined up for 8 o'clock, and we're going to probably have to reschedule him. punt on that, too. Yeah, so we're hoping to... uh, I want want to thank, though, uh, our IT guy, Bob, for getting us uh, back on the air to start out the the morning. So He actually went IT, like on the floor fixing things instead of office IT, which is, did you try rebooting it? And then a shrug. You know, he actually got down... Flashlight, screwdriver, the whole thing. All right. And Homer Mark has a text. 
if we get Mike on, we'll we'll see if Mike wants to answer this question or not. Yeah, I'm not we're not going to get into it right now. So, because um, I want Mike to be able to, to have the, the fair opportunity to answer Homer right. Mark's question. So, we hope to have uh, Mike Kruger on at some point this morning or sometime this week uh, to kind of wrap up the football season and also uh, get a get start to the basketball season as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, right now, like, so the, the text line is working. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, text line 970-242-1340. So uh, we'll uh, talk more about uh, the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, meeting Yay. with the media yesterday. And it, it was a lot of the same. And mm-hmm. we had problems on third down. That continues to be our problem on yeah. offense. So uh, we'll get into that next hour. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A, team line 970-242-1340. Hour two coming up next.